Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. Question, when did authority become such a dirty word? Do you think of it that way? Do you think of questioning authority and rejecting authority as a good or a bad thing? Let's look today as we continue looking at the book of 2 Peter, and we're in chapter 2, where Peter is talking about false teachers that arise among us and how God is able to protect, even in the midst of false teaching and so forth, God is able to protect godly people, his children, the righteous people, and to judge the unrighteous. And indeed, that's our encouragement for today and for always that we know our God will protect. He knows how to rescue the righteous, the godly. He's done it before. He'll do it again. Let's look at what God says about some of these false teachers. It's quite an interesting thing here. He says that earlier, we've been looking yesterday at the different lot and and, um, being rescued from Sodom and Gomorrah, Noah being rescued from the flood. And says, God knows how to rescue the godly, and here we go, to keep the unrighteous under judgment, and especially those who indulge the flesh with its corrupt desires, and despise authority, daring, self-willed. They do not tremble when they revile angelic majesties. What an interesting thing that Peter would point out. I guess we know that to indulge in fleshly desires, the corrupt desires of the flesh, we know that's sin. And we see that all around us. And that bothers us. It torments our righteous soul to see people, what they do with their bodies, how they dishonor their bodies and the bodies of one another, and how their life is wasted, wasted by giving it to the flesh. But notice what he says also, they despise authority. They despise authority. Wow, that's right up there with these fleshly lusts, giving ourselves to fleshly lusts. It reminds me of Romans chapter 1, where Paul talks about how people and societies and humanity in general got into a downward spiral. And the downward spiral, he says in Romans 1 verse 21, even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God. There we go. There's the authority. They did not honor or respect the authority of God, even though they knew God, and they knew God was worthy of all authority. God has all authority. He is our, people ask me today, why should they worship God? Uh, Because he created you? Because he's going to judge you one day? Because he is the Almighty and you're not? Because he is the Lord and you're not? because he has all authority. And so they, even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image, the form of corruptible man and four-footed animals. And crawling creatures. Do you see how the rejection of God led to a rejection of truth or deception? They'd reject God, reject truth, and they became deceived. They didn't just believe nothing. They believed foolish things. Oh my goodness, don't we see this in our day? The rejection of God 
the people who are, shall we say, as Peter said, are daring and self-willed, who revile God, revile godly authority, that these people are, that, that God would, when they reject God and they revile God and despise authority, how God gives them over to believe the things that are false, saying they're smart, professing to be wise, they've become fools. Let me say it again, because this is such a word for our culture today. Professing to be wise, they become fools. The, the, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. And when God is left out of the equation, it's like taking the hub out of the, out of the wheel. The wheel will collapse. It's still there. It just gets all lopsided, and one day it'll collapse. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When we, when we reject God, reject His authority, it's not long at all before we profess to be wise and become fools. You know, in the 70s, there was a, uh, a saying going around, question authority. Question authority. This was the call of the 60s and 70s. This was the call of the hippies. Question authority. By the 80s, and 90s, it was question reality. I don't know if you've seen that on the campuses. At first, it was question authority. It wasn't long before they were saying question reality. And indeed, that's where the, where the rejection of God and his authority will lead. And that's what is the essence of the postmodern world we're in, questioning reality, questioning what's true. Who's the ultimate authority? Well, obviously, it's God. And when did this idea of rejecting authority become cool? When did authority become, shall we say, a dirty word? When did authority become something that you are embarrassed of? And how come in America a sign of growing up and maturing is, quote, you can think for yourself? And what that practically means in today's high schools, in today's universities, is you reject what your parents taught you and you come up with your own ideas. Folks, be so aware of this. This isn't true of every culture in the world. I see, when I've traveled to some other parts of the world, it's not an honor at all to reject what your parents think. But in America, it's kind of like become a badge of honor that I've grown up. I've learned to think for myself. I no longer believe what my parents have taught me. Where does this come from? Where does this rejection of authority come from? Where does it, the idea that it's cool to be, that you're smarter than your parents and that you reject them? Well, obviously, it's a worldview that's taught in our schools. It's, it's what we call secular humanism. And it, it springs from these false teachers that Peter's talking about that have the rejection. They despise authority, they despise it. Where'd that start? Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. Remember, the woman was in the garden, and the serpent came to her, and, and he says, indeed has God said. That's where it started. The serpent who'd been cast out of, out of heaven, out of the presence of God in his rebellion, he now was, the, uh, he now was the Satan, the adversary, and he simply had a simple question. Has, ha, has God said? Is that really in the Bible? Is that really what it says? Is that really what you ought to think? I mean, it kind of seems innocent on its level, but it's questioning God. 
you know, I, I hear all the time people say, oh, it's good to question your faith. It is. Why is it good to question your faith? Where's, what's that? It's, why is that a virtue? Indeed, where does this despising authority? Your faith, if you, your parents probably gave it to you, and we're being taught today it's a good thing to question it. Why would we think that? No, doubt in the Bible, it's understood that we may have it, but we need to deal with it. It's never a good thing to be doubting God. Is it a good thing to grow and to gate and to really own the faith for yourself? Well, of course. But why is it a virtue to question? That's what Satan said in the garden. Has God said? Never tell someone it's a virtue to have doubts and to question. And then the next thing he said, Eve entered into this mistake of talking with the devil. And the next thing he said, you surely will not die. God had said they'd die if they ate the tree. You won't die. He said, God knows that if you eat this tree, eat of this fruit, you'll be like God, knowing good from evil. And so she listened to him. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. That was rebellion. It wasn't a smart decision. It was rebellion. It was rebellion against God. It was being persuaded in her mind to think that she was making the right decision. She was deceived. Adam made Adam and Eve made this huge mistake. They listened to the wrong voice. They despised authority. They rejected authority. Indeed, folks, there's a rebellion afoot. There's a rebellion in our world. It's rebellion against the Lord God Almighty, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he rose from the dead, and afterwards he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and preach the gospel. You're right. That's right. He has all authority. Authority is not a bad thing. Jesus has it. God has it. They're the ultimate authorities. They've given us earthly structures of authority in the family, the church, and government that ought to honor God. They ought to honor, just like you and me, we all ought to honor God. Our family authority structure ought to honor God. Our church authorities, and there's a whole structure, ought to honor God. And our government, and this authority structure, and our authorities and the government leaders themselves, they ought to honor God. There's a rebellion afoot in which people are not honoring God. Indeed, this is what we're do. We proclaim the kingdom a way back. But understand that in the kingdom of God, we do not reject the authority of God. Indeed, this is what we're talking about doing, coming back under the authority of God. That's what the kingdom of God is about. Why do you think they call it a kingdom? Because we're coming back to the king. The king is our authority. We're entering the kingdom, coming under his authority, leaving the authority of the evil one. And see, this is what happened in the garden. By despising the authority of God, they made themselves slaves of sin and slaves of the domain of darkness. Salvation, we leave the domain of darkness. We come into the kingdom of God. We are under his authority. And that's where there's life. That's where there's freedom. That's where there's joy. That's where there's victory. That's where we want to be. That's where there's security. Everything we really want in life, it's not found by the corrupt desires of the flesh. 
Everything we really want that's significant, meaningful, is found in the kingdom of God. We come back to the king. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We declare you to be our king, our Lord. We're in your kingdom. We honor your authority. We declare that your ways are right about everything. We love your word. It's true. We delight to learn your ways. We delight to walk in your ways. We delight in everything about you. Everything you've told us, every commandment you give is good. It's given to us in love. And Father, we reject the rebellion of the domain of darkness. We think of Satan as the rebeller, the 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 one who led an insurrection against God Almighty. And indeed, we confess we had joined it. We'd been part of it. But Jesus, you rescued us. You saved us. You forgave us. You cleansed us. And you transferred us into the kingdom of God. For this, we're grateful. Today, we'll walk in your ways. By your grace, by your strength, by your power, we reject the rebellion. We walk in the ways of God. You are right and true, and we love you. Jesus, we confess that you have been given all authority. And we love you. We honor you. We're your disciples. We pray that every attitude, word, everything that comes out of our mouth, Lord, everything that comes out of our heart, every relationship, everything we do might honor you. Our Lord, you are the Lord of lords and the King of kings, that we might honor you. We bless you today. Love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining me. Isn't this great? Get in the Word of God, talk about it, allow it to take a few months to refocus, get our eyes on God, on His Word, pray about it. I hope you'll join us every day. We're here every day, 8.30 a.m., live on YouTube, where you can watch later in the day the video, or you can even just listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. I hope you do join us. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with grace. Remember, you have something the world didn't give. The world can't take it away because you belong to the Lord God Almighty. Amen? You're in His kingdom. Hallelujah. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.